bless you. Thank you. This is how we sneeze in a pandemic, covering our mouth with an arm, not a hand, reducing the risk of passing on an infection. In 6th century London, people were as desperate for protection from a deadly virus as us. Bubonic plague was taking every other life, and a sneeze was an ominous sign. But their antidote was simple. If someone said, God bless you, when you sneezed, it would stop the plague taking your life. That's one theory as to why we say bless you when someone sneezes. Another theory is that people thought when you sneezed, your soul was trying to escape through your nose. Saying, God bless you, kept your soul inside. Although this was a matter of dispute, some people believe sneezing was actually a good thing. It was how your body expelled a demon. Saying, bless you, was protection from harm, as the demon made its dastardly departure. Today, we don't buy those ideas, but if we sneeze, the chances are someone will say, bless you. Less a blessing and more of a courtesy. No one really thinks they're protecting you from harm. So what is a blessing? The word bless has mainly left its original religious moorings. Ah, bless, we say, of something sweet or sentimental. Or when something sort of bad turns out sort of good, we call it a blessing in disguise. We do still share explicitly religious blessings, but usually in explicitly religious settings. When John raises his hand at the close of this service, tracing the outline of a cross, north, south, east and west, a blessing is invoked on us all. A blessing can be a potent moment when the recipient understands they are covered in a sign of love. I noticed this a few years ago, walking with the Irish writer John O'Donoghue, someone who was basically a professor of blessings. John died in 2008, but in our house, he and his beautiful words have been a daily companion during the pandemic. A tall, striking, laughing man, he was hard to miss. And as we walked, someone came up to us with an unusual request. Will you bless me, John? John looked at him, gently raised his hand towards his face and recited some spellbinding mystical poem of grace upon him. His serious intent conjured up a kind of blessing force field in which we were all caught up. He cast a blessing like a holy spell. The modern English word bless is shaped by another word, benediction, meaning to speak well of. A blessing is more than simply praising someone. It is about wishing God on their life and in their life. John's final book was called Benedictus, a collection of blessings for all kinds of events. He thought the notion of blessing needed to come out of the past and into the present, out of the church and into the world. A blessing for a farmer and for a nurse. A blessing for the parents of one who's committed a crime. A blessing for one who is exhausted. A blessing for one who holds power. A blessing for someone who did you wrong. A blessing after a destructive encounter. A blessing for old age and one for an addict. The people of the Bible saw being blessed as being favoured by God. As blessings came from God, to bless someone else is to wish that they too will know God's favour. In the Genesis story of creation, God blesses all the creatures. Later, God tells Abraham to travel to another land. I will bless you, God says. God blesses Abraham and Sarah and tells her to bless the people of every nation. Blessing was at the heart of everyone's faith. The scholar, Walter Brueggemann, 
says that blessing was understood as a force of well-being active in the world. And what the people came to understand by blessing was that the life force of creation makes abundance possible. God's good earth is meant to be a blessing for all. We're not meant to be poor or downtrodden or hungry or lonely. We're not meant to be abandoned or thirsty or broke or ill. We share a good universe where there is enough for all. A blessing is about sharing the good life that God provides. Some of the most beautiful blessings are in a book of poetry that we call the Psalms, like Psalm 103 that we sang earlier. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and do not forget all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all your diseases. Bless the Lord, O my soul. It's a kind of talking to yourself. Yourself waking yourself up. A note to self that all of life is located in the divine presence to whom we bring praise. Sometimes speaking out of thought is the way that we find out what we think. How we remind ourselves of something that we need to do or get. In this psalm, the writer reminds herself to bless God and then describes to herself what she knows of God. God is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is that steadfast love toward those who fear him. Inclusive, forgiving, generous, hopeful. A kind of meditation on time and eternity. As a parent has compassion for a child, so the Lord has compassion for those who fear him. He knows how we were made. He remembers we are dust. The steadfast love of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting. It's like a psalm for now when history seems to be breaking, when every new headline can add to our fear, compound our anxiety. The psalmist says that we are blessed because God holds us in love, wraps us in goodness, that when we are lost, God finds us. When we make mistakes, God forgives us. If we're blown over by events, the divine love is steady and sure. We live and we die, but that love endures. Bless the Lord, all you his angels. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. When we know that we're blessed by love, we find ourselves blessing others. The song that we read earlier, Blessed, by Lucinda Williams, is a litany of the unlikely blessed, ordinary, marginalised, unnoticed people, and the way that they bless us. We were blessed by the minister who practised what he preached. We were blessed by the poor man who said heaven is, with, is within reach. We were blessed by the battered woman who didn't seek revenge. We were blessed by the warrior who didn't need to win. The people in her song bestowing these blessings are doing, doing it with the way they live their lives. They are becoming the means of God's kindness by the kind lives that they live. Sharing around the divine abundance they become God's wishing well for everyone. They are not the celebrated or honoured, not the powerful, but the overlooked. They do not need to be religious, and often they are not. A blessing, says Barbara Brown Taylor, does not confer holiness. The holiness is already there, because God made these beings. They share in God's holiness. Sometimes a blessing is that timely word spoken to someone, reminding them they are loved and welcome. Perhaps there's someone waiting for one of our broken blessings today. Perhaps we need to receive a blessing from someone else. A brief moment when the light of the divine countenance shines upon us and brings us peace. A neighbour that we meet on the stairs. A colleague in a Zoom meeting. A relative on a phone call. 
a friend we'd taken for granted. Or perhaps it's stopping to offer a blessing before a meal or a journey. For John, for John O'Donoghue, this becomes a moment of transfiguration, a recognition that everything is given, everything is received, that you can't invent it or create it, only receive it. The blessing helps you notice the moment, and then it changes how you do something, or how you approach someone. We bless each other when we share the divine abundance with others, our time or money, our energy, our homes, our hearts. These all come from God. Add them all up, and there's enough to go around. In blessing each other, we bless the invisible God. Being blessed by each other, we know ourselves that blessing. To be a blessing to each other and our world is all that we were meant to be. What is a blessing? A blessing is a form of grace, says John O'Donoghue, and grace is the permanent climate of divine kindness. As the psalmist says, Bless the Lord, O my soul.